Hello everybody and welcome to this game where with me Ashley and me Chris. Watcher Ashley, how are you? Watcher, that's the second time you've used that. That's the second time you said Watcher, which is weird, first start, but it's also from something. What's it from? Just a phrase, what people say. Watcher. Yeah. Yeah, but there there was a character that used to say it like in some 80s children's television program or something, wasn't there? Uh, you think the gotchas with Noel Edmonds? No, that wasn't even the 80s. That was the 90s. Mm. Watcher. Watcher. How are you spelling that? So Ashley's just uh, Googling it for the clarity for people listening. I did W-O-T-C-H-E-R. It sounds spelled with an A, a at the end. Did, would you? Okay. Yeah, I would. Mm. Okay, well, we don't need to worry about it, I guess. If you don't know what it is, you've just said it. I don't know. You might be aligning yourself with some really bad man who you say watcher, but maybe not. Probably not. Are you all Hopefully right? Not. Yes, thank you. How are you? Now that you sourced out your caterpillar. Yeah, that was weird. I don't think I'm going to talk about it on the mic. I'll probably just cut it. No, I think you should. I think it's brilliant. A caterpillar took residence in my phone. It took up its home in a three and a half millimeter audio jack for headphones. There was a caterpillar. And the first I knew of it, I was on the phone to Chris and it just wormed its way out of the, ca- the jack and was wiggling around while I was talking. <laughs> so... I then got a bit antsy because obviously we need to record this. And I knew, I knew for a fact that if I didn't get it out of the jack, I would be thinking about it while we were recording. A hundred percent. I would have been as well. We had to delay the recording of this for about 20 minutes while I tried to weasel it out of the hole. Which you did by simulating a bird and tapping at the screen. I pretended to be a birdie, yeah. And I just tapped at the screen to sort of try and make it sort of try and escape from the bird. It seemed to work. I don't know why. Well, you got it out and then you thrown it outside and now it's probably going to get eaten by a bird. So happy days for that caterpillar. That's fine. I mean, I could have killed it. I thought I was going to accidentally kill it, but I didn't. It's got yeah. a chance now, hasn't it? it yeah, sort of. It, was it sort of semi-wrapped in the cocoon at the point which it you was trying it to make a cocoon in my in my audio jack? So will which it be would able have to, been really weird. So will it be able to crawl now or will it be, is it semi-encased? No, it's not semi-encased. It was just going to like close up the gap, close oh, okay. up the hole, I think, with some silk or something. That'd be very but this is not this is not game talk. This it's is not what though. people have come here for. Yeah, to who? It's interesting to you. It's interesting to me. But you know, there are lots of other people to take into consideration. Yeah. All right then. Before we start, then those people should also remember to like, share, subscribe, rate, review, and can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube if they don't already. Such a good segue. Well done. Good stuff. <laughs> I've, I've, I always forget to do it. So I thought it was quite really... good. I sense you're being sarcastic. Oh, no. <laughs> right, go on then. What's the game for this week? Oh, uh, right. The game this week. It's this game where you take on the role of a man called Thomas who has to fight his way through a horde of bad guys in order to rescue some, someone or other. And that's as, that's as concrete as I can get. Is this one or other because the game lacks the clarity or did you just not, did you run out of interest partway through writing that? I cannot, I didn't write it. This is the problem. So I cannot write, I I cannot remember the game well enough to know if it had a story. And when I've tried to look it up during research, I can't really find anywhere that pins the story down. Not even the hallowed Wikipedia, where you usually get like a fairly decent rundown of the plot of a game. This one says basically what I've said, which is, you're a man called Thomas and you have to fight some guys. Right, and that's the plot of the game. Yeah. It doesn't even necessarily say that you have to rescue someone. I added that bit because I assume that you do. That was a bit of patting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've so you're not going to get it. I've got absolutely of no idea. Not. It's a game called 
Kung Fu. Right. For the NES, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Are you aware of Kung Fu? What, as a sport discipline? Whatever you call it. Are you aware of it in any manner? Presumably you are. It's a martial art, isn't it? Yes, thank you. There's an Ash song called Kung Fu, which is about uh, watching Kung Fu movies. I, I think I can vaguely remember most of the lyrics to that, but beyond that... I'm not sure that's going to be relevant to today's episode, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. Unless you want to re- you know, give us a rendition of the song, I'd be quite up for that. Um, there's something about X-Men and... If you're ja- going to do it, you Jackie have to sing Chan. it, though. Oh, what, oh, what, uh, oh. ah, well, he is relevant to this episode. Oh, okay. We'll come back to that. Mm, I like Jackie Chan. So, that well then you are in for an absolute treat. So Kung Fu is a game on the NES, as I've said, the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was actually a North American launch game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Also, we're going really far back then with this episode. Yeah, it came out on October 18th, 1985 in america there were 17 launch games for the uh for the nes i can't remember what the other ones are but this was one of them that's quite a lot actually it's not bad is it yeah to come out on the first day it obviously had the advantage of having been out in japan for a fair while before this uh the the actual console and games that actually that release date actually predates me this came out before i was even born do you think this is the oldest game potentially we've done i have no idea off the top of my head it could possibly be i obviously was born after you as well and this uh, this game therefore predates me i obviously wasn't playing it in 1985 i was playing it probably about 92 93 uh, that's a guess but this was one of those games that i picked up for myself uh, with my pocket money it probably cost about three or four pounds uh, without a manual without a box so even in 92 you only got it for a few quid and it was just the cartridge there you go that's it and what yeah. drew you to it in particular well i've talked about ashby sales a long while ago didn't i this is yeah, an ashby yeah. sales special set so ashby sales was our local it wasn't a pawn shop it was like a second-hand dealer or whatever they only ever had a, a, a very small selection of games at any one time anyway so you'd go in and it would be potluck what was there mm-hmm. and there'd maybe be five or six games to choose from and i assume that this was this, this game was just the one out of that handful that seemed most up my alley you know in terms of why that might be i'm again sort of guessing because it was quite a while ago and i genuinely can't remember but i would imagine that it was something to do with the fact that it was sort of karate based kung i know kung fu and karate are different but it it was martial arts based and at the time i really liked uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles or teenage mutant hero turtles for our uk audience uh, and for me because it was hero turtles here and i also really enjoyed really liked the karate kid films okay I think that's fair enough logic, really, to go for that. And especially if the game is called Kung Fu. It's not trying to hide its light under a bushel. It's saying it, it does what it says in the tin. Kung Fu. There you go. Is it Kung Fu exclamation mark? No, it's not. It's just Kung mm. Fu. It's a good question. Other launch games on the NES in 85 they actually took the same tack so tennis was one of the launch games i'm pretty sure correct me if i'm wrong youtube facebook twitter and all that tennis was one of them so again that was a fairly straightforward hey you get what is on the tin you get what's on the label no more no less uh, golf was another one and that was just golf golf yeah and i'm sure that they they sort of took that tack with pretty much all of the launch games that were available i wonder why they decided to do that just to make it 
accessible, I guess. I don't think that things needed to be any more in depth than that. And and possibly, possibly, I mean, this is speculation on my part, but I would imagine that to try and sell this to families at home, Mm. having had the rigmarole of the Atari, where everything was really, by the end, very convoluted and difficult to navigate because you had multiple versions of games across multiple different consoles and computers. All of that, I guess they were trying to counterbalance that that would be my guess they were trying to sort of pair everything back to the simplest bare necessities and make it super simple for parents to navigate that minefield it comes back to being able to provide people with security in an industry that had shown its arse just a couple of years before this there was a whole crash a whole industry crash Mm. which i think we've talked about before in 83 and i suppose sega did something similar with the master system with their labeling of the games for that genre label so action or sport as we talked about before as well yeah for sure i think that there was an element of just trying to make the industry easier to navigate for consumers for uh, particularly probably for parents mm, like if you imagine so i've said about how i pro my my thought process probably behind going and buying that game in particular out of the five or six that would have been available and actually if a parent can go in and go well my son jimmy or my daughter julie really likes tennis or really likes golf or really likes karate kid it makes it very simple straightforward you make a beeline for the for the game that is in their wheelhouse the thing that they like and if it was called and if it was called thomas the kung fu master instead it'd be more descriptive but you'd potentially lose that or shaolin shaolin jive or hotline miami just to pluck a name out of either if you if you go if you're not well versed in games or gaming and you see the name hotline miami what the hell's hotline in miami i've no idea just based on the name so yeah i think that there's a certain there's probably again speculative so maybe not completely correct but that would be my guess they were just trying to make things nice and easy for the people buying their product so you got your hands on it. What happened next? What do you remember of the game? Mm, oh, well, I remember hating it. <laughs> oh, so great. that's one of these ones. Yeah, it was one of those ones that I persisted with for a long time, but did not like. I haven't told you what genre it is. I imagine it's fairly obvious. I'm guessing it's a Street to Rage type beat em up. It is. And it is widely regarded to be the very first beat em up. Okay. It set the genre. It made a genre. Okay. Good. So I don't know if you remember, we were doing some backups uh, for in case one of us gets ill or whatever. A few, well, a few. It's a couple of months ago now, isn't it? Nearly. It is, yeah. We were doing those backups, and this is the first game that I prepared for those backups. And I realised the more I found out about it, the more I realised that actually I couldn't do it as a backup. Not least of the reasons was that the fact that it set a genre, it mm. created a whole genre. I don't think I could have left that sort of languishing in our unused folder our vaults yeah in our vaults for for too long given that it's it's the very first beat-em-up and the fact is a beat-em-up has piqued my interest because i've played streets of rage and golden axe a lot on the mega drive so i'm quite intrigued to see what the genesis of those games is now i reckon by the time i actually had this game i'd probably played golden axe and i think that was possibly one of the reasons that i didn't get on with this game so much because right. i was expecting more from it than i actually got i also had a game another beat-em-up i had a game called bad dudes versus dragon ninja oh yeah yeah have i told you about that or do you are you aware of it I'm just aware of it because of the terrible name. I I vaguely remember sort of early 90s when I was about eight or nine or something reading a games magazine where they completely ripped 
the title to shreds and just said how terrible it was. I think as well, I remember the review saying something about how in the background there's graffiti that says sausages and the game <laughs> the game reviewer said for a game that purports itself to be about bad dudes, the word hateful was used it's, it's sarcastically, something about how it's as hateful as it gets is the word sausages. That's a memory I've dredged up from nearly 30 odd years ago. Mm. So Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja, I think the game, as far as I'm concerned, the game is as good as the name. Read into that what you will. Yeah. Bad News versus Dragon Ninja, I think, was the first beat em up that I had on the NES. But at this point, by the time I got Kung Fu, I'd also probably played Golden Axe. And Golden Axe sets a very high bar mm-hmm. for quality, I believe, when and Streets of Rage for the beat em up genre. Both, not coincidentally, both Mega Drive games. I think beat em ups on the Mega Drive, by and large, did a much better job than beat em ups on the SNES. And I, I, you know, I'm a bit sad to admit that but I think they did, or the NES, uh, which is what we're dealing with here. So I, that was the background buying Kung Fu. I was I had certain levels of expectation, and what I got was what I probably should have expected had I known that it was, one, released in 1985, and two, was the very first game in its genre. So I'm guessing it's going to have some of the hallmarks of those games, but very simplified and not as streamlined and fluid as those games it's the fluidity i think in terms of control what i remember is that it has a very ploddy feel when it comes to how you control the main character thomas who i didn't actually know was called thomas that's not explained in the game as far as i remember but thomas he sort of puts one foot in front of the other in quite a heavy way so it's sort of like he's walking through mud as i remember it you can do a couple of different moves there are only two buttons on the nes not including the d-pad and you can do a couple of different moves. I think there's a kick and a punch. And if you press them together, you can do, or, or you jump at the same time as you kick, you can do like a flying kick. Right. So it is quite a slim down move set, but everything feels a little bit clunky. As I remember, so I've said that I don't like this game. I'm really hoping to have one of those revelatory moments where I can actually give it its dues here and go, ah, this is not a bad game actually looking back. We don't have those often though. It more often falls into the it's still bad category it does and i'm prepared for that because i think it could still be you know i am not going to try and force it either way and is this a nintendo piece of software or is it someone else so that's a good question and actually i that's exactly where i was going to go because the game itself is based on an earlier arcade game called kung fu master so they've changed the name slightly Mm -hmm. and actually that goes into what we were saying about simplifying things so even to the point where they've just brought it down to the very basic kung fu rather than kung fu master i mean mean, the word master maybe suggests a level of difficulty doesn't it because in order to be good at the game you'd have to be a master or something like that i don't know um so maybe getting rid of that was yeah in that in that vein Uh, the game that game was released to arcades in 1984 and it was developed by a company called irem or irem i-r-e-m no um now do not ask me because I do not know. Uh, I did this research a few months ago, and I forgot to look at the list, so I maybe have a look in the break. But IREM, as far as I remember, IREM were quite a big player in arcade gaming. So they did put out quite a number of well-regarded arcade cabinets and games for those cabinets. Kung Fu, though, was ported by an internal Nintendo team, headed up by Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, so it's got chops. And it also had Koji Kondo on it for sound design and composition where's one of that name from he did zelda and super mario so he's been working on zelda from the very basically if there are sounds in zelda 
Koji Kondo made them. Right. So we need to be listening out for the sounds of this then. Yeah, we've talked about Koji Kondo in the past. Uh, I think when we did when we did Super Mario Brothers 3. Right. Because you remember the warp whistle in Super Mario Brothers 3? Yeah. It uses the same tune that was used previously in The Legend of Zelda, the, the original game. Right. So that, that I think is probably where we've actually brought him up in the... Okay. So knowing those two names are involved with this, I've got, again, raised expectations. Yeah, and I'm about to raise them even further because you said at the beginning that you quite enjoy Jackie Chan or that you, Mm. what did you say? I think you said you adore him and that he's your favourite filmmaker or something along those lines. I went through a phase when I was about 17 or 18 of watching lots and lots of Jackie Chan films. I can't remember the names of any of them and i can't remember the plots of any of them because they kind of all blur into one a little bit i remember the one are are you familiar with jackie chan at all um i know jackie chan from the later output so things like rush hour yeah the like the the hollywood ones yeah i don't know so much his earlier output so there's a film where he does this jump off a multi-story car park onto the roof of a, a nearby building and I was, and he does it, and it's absolutely incredible. And I read about it afterwards, and apparently it was one where he insisted on doing the stunt himself, and he could legitimately have died if he'd missed it. And it's to see this stunt happen in the film is amazing. And then just knowing mm. that's behind it as well. Yeah, I, I just think he's ace. Yeah, I've seen a lot of his, even sort of not having watched all a great many of his films, um, I've seen a lot of the fight scenes from them which he choreographs himself yeah and he's known i think uh, again could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that he's known for his use of props Mm -hmm. so that he he takes everyday objects and incorporates them into his fight scenes in interesting ways one of the best ones i saw was when he was using a jacket i think that he was wearing i can't remember what film it is yeah and he sort of he's wearing the jacket and someone grabs him i think from behind by the jacket and he slips his arms out of the jacket but holds onto the cuffs and then spins round i'm doing it as i talk to chris by the way everybody so if the sound goes funny it's because i'm reenacting for it It's, it's like i'm talking to jackie chan Exactly. He spins round and he sort of wraps it round the face of mm. the person that he's fighting. And then he sort of twists it so that they're locked in. Their arms are locked in up against their their head. And it's just ingenious. And also, you said about him jumping off that building. He was parkour before parkour existed, mm. at least as far as I know. He... I, I remember another one where he was fighting and he slipped through a gap that was maybe like a letterbox size. <laughs> I know, slight exaggeration, but he, in order to get away, in order to evade them, he just sort of slipped through a gap in the wall. And it was it was just big enough to, to fit him through like a little, uh, a little letter. He managed to Tom Thumb himself mid-fight and then jump back out the other side and he was back to full size. Yeah, exactly. He's like Ant-Man, but better. Chan-Man. Yeah. So, Jackie Chan, you, you love Jackie Chan. This mm. is a game surprisingly i it's such a strange genesis really because it's gone through irem and nintendo to end up on the nes but it started off this game was actually an adaptation of a film a jackatown film which in the west was called wheels on meals right yeah it gets weirder because i mean that makes it sound like a zany comedy kung fu film doesn't it wheels on meals in japan it was called spartan x which makes it sound like the other end of the the kung fu film spectrum where it's like super serious so i have no idea where it sits on that spectrum whether it's a comedy film or whether it's a super serious film in japan the game kung fu was called spartan x right okay but they didn't obviously want to call this wheels on meals in the west understandable so it ended up being called kung fu master and then kung fu so did you look into the the film at all or should we look i had a little look into the film but i i think trying to describe the film 
to people on the podcast when I haven't seen it would be doing our listeners a disservice. That's fair. If I'd watched it, then I'd maybe give it a go. But the cover, the poster that I'm looking at, if you go on Wikipedia in the half half time thing, the cover, again, sort of seems weirdly in the middle of serious and comedic. Mm-hmm. I can't get a gauge on which one it is. And presumably Jackie Chan's character is called Thomas in that, for it to be an adaptation of, of that I'd film. I'd love that to be the case. It might not be. You never know. I Looking at it now, he's called Thomas, yeah. So Jackie Chan is Thomas right. in the film. If I wanted to give you a plot synopsis of the uh, of the game, maybe I could give you a plot synopsis of the film. But again, again, because I haven't seen the film... And because I remember the game so poorly, I don't know if they the two correlate as strongly as they should, being an adaptation. So it's based on this film, and it could be a faithful adaptation, or it could be it's just taken the name and the character, and that's it. Yeah, and I wouldn't know either way, and I'm not going to be able to tell you. Fine. So I will probably watch the film. I probably should have done that in preparation for this, but it kind of slipped my mind. I'll let you off. The game, interestingly, was pretty... Successful. Three and a half million copies sold worldwide, which is respectable. Yeah, it is. Very solid numbers. Jackie Chan film. Very solid Genesis. Shigeru Miyamoto, Koji Kondo. It just sounds like a recipe for something that should be very good, and I'm hoping it will be. On that summary, shall we give it a go then and see if it does live up to those high expectations? Let's go for it. think it's happened chris i think it might have actually happened the curse we is might broken. have cracked it yeah the curse is broken this game kung fu isn't as bad as i remember it being so that's good yeah that's nice yeah that's nice quite a nice little surprise i'm not sure that it's i'm not sure that it's the sort of game that i want to play till my dying day but you know maybe it hasn't got legs maybe it hasn't got sticking power but it's still not as bad as I remember, and I'm taking that for a win. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, you know, got to uh, cat your chickens. No, that's the wrong phrase, isn't it? Got to, what am I saying? I don't know. I no. rarely know. No, I've gone, I've, I've turned. Uh, well, I, I hated that game. I will never touch it again. I rage quit for the first time since Castlevania. Um, you hate yourself. I think that's what it really is. What do you mean by that? I mean that you found it too difficult and therefore you, you stopped playing it after a not very long time. I had a strop. Yeah. It's hard. Too hard for me. It's not that hard. Mm, it is. So you are in the same place as I was when I was five. I don't know what that says about you. <laughs> I think it's fairly clear what that says about me. Okay. I feel like I've grown as a person from being five years old. And I obviously have I'm now able to... Well... Since I was five years old? No, maybe not. What were you, like seven when I was five? I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. The game isn't that hard, I don't think. I I understand where you're coming from in the sense that you can get killed in the game reasonably easy. There there are people flying at you from left and right at all times. And they move pretty quick, which was a surprise. We'll come back to that. And the baddies at the end, the boss men, they were quite powerful yeah but at the same time if you got in a, a several fairly quick shots you you got them. and actually you did kill the first boss a couple of times didn't you yeah but then the second level was heinous and i couldn't get past that so why was it what was it that was problematic about that level so the first level scrolls from right to left which we both thought was quite 
quite novel. And you have baddies coming from the left, but also coming from the right at different times as well. The second level then introduced things coming from the ceiling towards you as you walked from left to right. And it was having those different enemies took me by surprise and I just couldn't quite get to grips with how to deal with them. And then it's the fact that once they killed me, I then had to get through the first level again in order to, to try a second time. I found the first level stressful enough and difficult enough the first time around so to then have to persevere through it again to get back to the second level was just too much for me Hmm. the experience that i had when i was a child was that that it was uh, stressful and difficult but actually coming back to it today it felt a lot easier than i remember it being but also it felt a, a like a fairly quick uh breezy affair so getting a we've said before about games that lower the barrier of the next try Mm -hmm. the next go the fact that you can get out that you can get you can game over out of this game and be back into a game of it within about 10 seconds meant that you didn't i didn't certainly feel like i was being punished that hard when i died and i'm surprised that you're saying that you felt like it was too much well it sounds like you're saying it was too much of a punishment to be sent back to the beginning of the game yeah i found it quite unforgiving because there's no health power-ups so once you're once you've had a few punches from one of the baddies in the first level you've got to then bear that through the rest of the level and it then increased the challenge of that so off the streets of rage you got the whole rooting through bins and getting a chicken leg or whatever to get your health back up there's no chance of that in this so once you've taken a hit that's it you've like I say, you've got to bear that. That's the thing I found difficult because enemies were getting hits in without me able to stop them from doing that. I hold my hands up and concede that's because I don't think I was playing it very well. After a few tries through where I was just going at it all guns blazing, you pointed out it's more prudent to be a lot more cautious and take a few steps forward, wait for the enemies to come to me and then get some kicks in to before they get even closer and then keep going keep going keep going and using that strategy i got through quite quickly but then we watched a speed run and the speed run they were jumping and kicking all over the place so i tried to do that and i couldn't do that either that's the point to which well I that was up. your problem then you why would you try and it's like so if that was a speed run you were trying to be a premier league football player <laughs> when actually you should be playing the sunday league <laughs> yeah you should you should have stuck to the sunday league all right fair well I thought if the speed run could get through doing that, I could as well because it worked for them, but clearly not. I'm not sure that was a speed run. It was. It was really. It was just very fast. But in terms of speed runs, they weren't necessarily going out of their way to do it the fastest. I don't think. No, that was one... it called a speed run or was it just a playthrough? So this was a. I think it was a speed run, but it was one that specifically was no damage. Oh, was it? Yeah. Right, okay. So and that was five minutes. There was another speed run I saw that was three minutes. Just to put that into perspective, because that sounds very quick. Because it is. This game is only five levels long. That's what I was going to say as well. Yeah. So the game is five levels long, which which means that about if you if you're good at the game as those people clearly are you can get through the game without being damaged in about a minute a level and if you presumably if you don't care about damage you can get through it in even quicker than that mm-hmm. and that's that's again why i don't think it was too big an ordeal having to die and start again because the levels weren't actually terribly long that is also the other side of the coin when you talk about power-ups uh, health, health pickups and things like that because actually these levels aren't terrifically long they're not even as long as like there may be less than half of a streets of rage yeah and the attackers the villains the people that are coming at you they aren't too pernicious they're not and they're not particularly clever they have one move the main baddie that you get attacked by just comes and holds you until you're 
health depletes. Whereas in later beat-em-ups, you had a very rudimentary AI that would always try and sort of yeah. surround you. So there was always someone attacking you from either side. They didn't have any real brain. They were just sort of kamikaze, run at you, do what they're supposed to do, but probably get kicked in the face by you instead. So in terms of challenge, it was really just kicking things that were coming at you. That was still too much for me. No, I, I know, I know. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to uh, even talk you into the game. I, I think it's it's not one that I will be running back to if I'm honest. But I am sort of trying to fight its corner a little bit because I think it was a fairly nice surprise to go back to the game and find it to be different and better than I was expecting. So how how far did you get then by? contrast yeah so tonight i got to the fight to the boss on the third level out of five and he was a proper bruiser and he punched me in the face and i just fell over and died <laughs> immediately but when i was younger i think that the second level was probably as far as i got because the second level is the one that i really really remember it's the one with the pots falling out of the ceiling and the dragons that breathe fire at you i remember that better than i remember the first level and uh, better than i remember the third or the fourth or the fifth to the point where i think that i don't think i ever got to the third or the fourth or the fifth <laughs> but you managed to get to the second level yeah i think i managed to get to the second level and it stuck in my head because i found it so difficult and found it hard to complete or, or po- possibly probably impossible to complete as a young as a youngster mm-hmm. the game is so I, I described it as clunky and slow in the first half. The game isn't that. It's not clunky and slow. I, I seem to remember it being sort of a second. It takes one second to take every step that you take and that you had to, because of that, you had to time your kicks immaculately because if you did it early, if you press the button early, it would kick at the wrong time. But actually, there's a, a fairly arcadey feel to this mm. where it's pretty nippy and the the attacks are pretty fast as well. Yeah, it was it was definitely very easy to play. I agree with that. And I also liked the arcadey elements there, just picking up on that. The fact that you had the kick got you 100 points because you're dealing damage from slightly further away. The punch got you 200 points, but obviously you've, you've got the, the risk there of allowing the enemies to get closer. So I think that introduced some interesting gameplay elements there. Yeah, and it was a nuance that I didn't know existed when I was younger mm. or didn't pay attention to. The other aspect of that is the flying kicks that I talked about in the first half. If you do a flying kick and you kick and you hit your enemy on the way down from the flying kick, you get 200 points, mm. so more than just a regular kick. If you kick your enemy on the way up into the into the jump kick, you get 500 points. Nice. So there's there's an element of like doing the more skillful moves in the more skillful way will get you the highest top score. And it was all score based, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and actually, I I got I got a very good score, a very respectable score in my my best run today. You also got an, an extra life at fifty thousand points, which again I do uh, not remember that. Uh, right. I do not remember that happening to me as a child, which means that I probably wasn't good enough to get fifty thousand points. <laughs> In a single run. So that's interesting. Again, that's very arcadey. We've had this conversation before about Sonic, about how the points in Sonic are absolutely meaningless, whereas in this, the points are there for a reason because they are your life system. That's quite good, actually. Yeah. Mm. And obviously, arcade arcade experiences are driven by the pursuit of a high score anyway absolutely. and getting onto the high score leaderboard. So there, there's that hangover from its actual origins. We talked in the first half about the music being done by, refresh my memory, Koji Kondo. And the music was really good. Yes, so I did like the tune that played. <laughs> the one tune. Yeah, all right. And that's the thing, isn't it? So it was one tune. But it was a nice drum driven. So like that. But it was all the way through sort of like that. And it changed key a couple of times. 
So quite simple, but quite effective. Enjoyable enough that it, it wasn't the sort of tune that got on your nerves and made you want to stop playing, which is nice because some games do have those. Yeah, I think for me, it, it, it drove me on. Certainly. You actually like it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I also the the start screen looked amazing. It had this kung fu and this sort of almost not embossed, but the way it was done, with like an effect to make it look, it was coming out the screen at you with this lovely print around with these stylized dragons either side of the uh, save slot you were playing through. Yeah, I really like the early. In fact, I, I say the early ones. I just really like NES and SNES Mass System Mega Drive title screens for lots of different reasons. But this one, it's sort of a simplicity that's coupled with an effective design and very thematic. Whereas there are other ones that become quite bombastic, especially when presumably the developers are getting used to mm-hmm. creating games for them. The title screens become a, a little bit more garish, a little bit more bright and dazzling. Whereas this one is quite spare, but also very effective in getting across the theming of the game. And actually, just on that point, you're saying about the simplicity and getting to the theming of the game. We researched during the, the break the whole concepts of the NES games that were available at launch having their titles that went straight to the point. And there were 17, you said. And did we count 17 about... launch titles, that yeah. is. So out of the 17 launch titles, there is soccer, baseball, golf, tennis, duck hunt. I think I'd count that as a yeah. getting straight to the point. Ten Yard Fight is one that is slightly more sort of abstracted because Ten Yard Fight is American football. Ah, okay. The Ten Yard thing is about how far you have to go to reset your downs or whatever. So something that would make sense in North America, but certainly not. Yeah, something here. that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, to most people um, and here. Ten Yard Fight is a slightly that is the, an example of what I think those other games the the suckers the baseballs the kung fu's were trying to avoid they were trying to avoid that abstraction that potentially confuses a, a buyer so yeah there was those ones i can't remember was that all of them i i should have kept the list up I, I think that's enough to kind of prove the point really isn't it that the yeah fact that, it was definitely happening wasn't it yeah precisely yeah and then we also delved into irem itself and their their biggest hits were r-type and yeah so r-type was the one that most people will probably know and then there was load runner or lodi runner it, i yeah. always call it lodi runner when i was a little lodi runner is a game that i didn't know in its original form but actually i used to there was a there was a second hand stall on the market in the town that i live in and they always had probably for good reason a copy of lodi runner or load runner 64 for the n64 uh, load runner 64 for the n64 and i used to go and i used to have a like a have a good stare at it and think <laughs> I could probably afford that because it it was probably the cheapest game on the on the stall, which was a, a real winner for me. Maybe we should do it for one of our multiple ten episodes, so you can find. I'm not sure that, that it. I yeah, I'm not sure that it maybe deserves that. To be honest, I, I that itch doesn't need scratching. But Load Runner might. I don't know. Maybe Load Runner. Maybe Load Runner is worth revisiting or visiting for us. Load Runner. Looking at the images, I am ninety five percent sure my uncle had it. So ah, so you've played it and therefore it doesn't qualify. I think I have played it, and and I remember it being quite good. It did an, it did well enough to exist when the N sixty four was yeah. around. So it must have done something right. And then finally, the game Kung Fu's tagline, bizarrely, is the original kung fu game that's a proven earner and neither myself nor Ashley have any idea what that's alluding to yeah so uh, you told me that and i the only thing that i can fathom is that they are kind the thing that i don't understand is who they taught 
who they are talking to with that tagline because they can't be talking to us they can't be talking to people that are going to buy it surely unless they're saying this is this has been bought by other people so maybe you should buy it it sounds more like they're talking to industry insiders or investors or something like that you know come buy this game or come invest in this game because you know it's it's proven to be a money earner that sort of thing it doesn't doesn't sit very well in any context really no not at all i think unless you've got anything else uh, that you want to add i don't think there's too much left to say about kung fu its heritage is what i find most interesting the fact that it's based on that wheels on meals <laughs> jackie chan vehicle and that it did so well uh, it did so well that it got a sequel so spartan x2 mm is actually a thing and a comic book series apparently and a comic book series yeah so it was doing something was going right in in that universe i'm as i say i'm pleased to have found to have revisited it and found that it wasn't as aggravating as i remember it being for you it was such a strange experience for you for me yeah it was such a strange experience actually coming back to this game because there was a moment when i was playing it first like the first run through where it was so much better than I thought it was going to be, that I was starting to second guess whether this was the right game. <laughs> and I had to get to the I had to get to the second level in order to be absolutely certain that it was the that I'd intended to bring. Um so that was an interesting and odd experience for me. In terms of where you can get it now, if you are interested in playing it, I actually I don't think it is available very readily other than getting yourself a copy uh, second hand. So good luck with that if you're uh, that way inclined. But equally you could just watch a playthrough on YouTube anyway. As it is, it's fairly easy to access as Chris says playthroughs on YouTube. So yeah. um that would be a way to certainly check if you were interested in playing it yourself before you invested in it. I'm not sure that I think that it's necessary. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if that's a, a bad thing to say. It's interesting as a, as you said, it's it's placed within the, the beat-em-up canon. Yeah. But beyond that. Precisely, yeah. I think that's what it is, really. The reason that I think it's worth talking about is because it set the stage for a whole genre and a genre that I enjoy quite a lot and mm. a lot of people join me in, in enjoying as well. So yeah, definitely worthwhile there. But in terms of actually playing it, don't worry too much if you can't find it that's all i'll say yeah that's fair i think good i'm glad i try i strive to be fair yeah. fair and just journalistic balance there keep talking about us in those terms and i just don't i can't get on board with you calling us journalists Chris. what are we if we're not journalists i don't know just people that make a podcast two guys making a podcast which is if if everybody that makes a podcast is a journalist then i think isn't it like 70 percent of the western world are journalists <laughs> Because everyone and their dog has got a podcast these days. But clearly, we are the ones to be following on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And please remember to like, share, subscribe, rate, review, etc. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm not sure about your segues this uh, yeah, that this was, episode. That was clunky, wasn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. And we hope you join us for another episode next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Sayonara. <laughs>